It's really nice to be here again. Uh, it's really nice to join the worship here. It's so nice to hear the congregation sing. Uh, yeah, this morning I was preparing to be here in prayer, but my heart was kind of divided. Uh, I don't know if you ever had the feeling that like something should go really well, but doesn't, and then you feel sad. I was trying to prepare myself in prayer, but I also was checking how my soccer team was doing. <laughs> and they had everything to do right this season, but they're like four losses in sequence. And today was one of like the heartbreaking ones against a really small team, and everyone was divided. The players didn't know how, what to do, and they were like running in the field without any direction or any objective. And my heart was broken. I was like, God, at least make this a good icebreaker in this morning. <laughs> we're going to talk about the church this morning as part of the series. Um, and I want to share with you a little bit about uh, what God has for the church, how the church came to be. And when we're speaking about the church, it's, um, I need to have two kind of audiences in mind. People who know really well the church and been here for a long time or have a long time of experience being part of a church and maybe someone who never had this experience and is visiting us this morning or is starting its journey in the church. And with this in mind, I want to help us to see what is the plan that God has for the church and how we navigate this amazing experience that God has prepared for, for us. Uh, my experience with the church is that I grew up in a church and it was amazing for me. I had a number of good experiences, like being able to uh, be trained as a leader, uh, to learn how to play guitar. I started uh, taking care of the sound of the church. Someone was training me for that. And then I saw all those people playing. I'm like, oh, I want to take classes. I want to join that group. And I learned to play guitar. I've made many friends. And the most special thing, I was able to connect with God week after week, being with amazing people around me that were also wanting to connect with God. But my experience with church also had a number of problems, a number of difficulties. I saw some people being um, hypocritical in their behavior, I've seen some people trying to look like a saint, but acting like a devil. I've seen some people lying in the church. I've seen some people deceiving other people. And I've seen people hurting people inside of the church. And when that happened, the feeling was terrible. Because whenever we come to church and we want to take part of the church, we want it to be great. 
We wanted to see it thriving. Because the church holds the biggest message in this world. But it's made of humans, like me, like you. And sometimes we miss the focus and we do wrong. This text that we read, it points out that the church cannot be disconnected from the gospel. The church cannot be disconnected from the gospel. What happens there is that right after a preaching from the apostle, from Peter, a number of people come to faith. And it's very interesting to see how he ends his preaching. He's explaining to a, a very diverse group of people who Jesus Christ is. And those people ask him, so what should we do now? What should we do now? And he says, repent and believe in Jesus Christ. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ for you will receive the Holy Spirit as a gift to your life. This book of the Bible, the book of Acts, it's a book that accounts the work of the Holy Spirit. When we start reading the New Testament, we have four Gospels. And then we have the book of Acts. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then we have the book of Acts. But interestingly, the same author of the book of Luke is the author of Acts. What he's trying to show us with this book is that after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, God kept working in the world. But now, through the Holy Spirit. And in here, we can see how this started to be. When Jesus resurrected, and this is the beginning of the book of Acts, the disciples were afraid. They didn't know what to do. And Jesus spent 40 days with them, teaching them, helping them to see what would come next? And he asks them, please, be together. Around 120 disciples, be together and pray, for I will send the Holy Spirit. And early in the book, the first thing that they do is to be together, praying. And while they're praying, God sends the Holy Spirit. This causes a, a great movement because it was a big party that was happen, happening in the city that day. And they start now, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, to preach to everyone from every place there. And then we have this big sermon of Peter. And those people ask him, so what should we do? And he says, 
repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For you will also receive the Holy Spirit. The church cannot be separated from the gospel. And throughout the whole series, as I've seen, uh, the gospel is being preached here. The gospel is the foundation of the church. The gospel is what brings the church together. And then we can see what happens after this. And in this text, the author of the text, Luke, he shifts and shows us a small glimpse of how the church looked like right after 3,000 people came to believe in Jesus after this preaching. And it's very interesting because he says, they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All believers were together and had everything in common. The gospel was preached. People came to believe. They started to live a life with God. We can see it here as a result. Unity in diversity. Poverty relief. Commitment to the gatherings. To favor the favor of all people around them. That's amazing. It's incredible. Whenever we look to the church in Acts, in this small glimpse, we might think, it will be awesome to be part of that church. But sometimes, in our experience, we feel disconnected from this. And why? Because we're all humans. God, he forms the church through the gospel. But this very gospel is from where these outcomes flow. It's from the gospel that the connection among people will happen. As we can see here, they were devoted to the teachings of the apostles. They were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to breaking the bread and to prayer. All of this comes because they know who Jesus is. And what is the gospel? What is this message that forms the church? What is this, this message that is the foundation of the church? Is the message that we, as human beings, were created by God. We, as human beings, were created to be with God. We were created to love Him. We were created to experience love. But in a moment, the humans turned their back, their back against God. They sinned, and because of that, death came to the world. And human history, disconnected from God, is made of suffering 
deceiving, hypocrisy, fear, anxiety. And this same message tells us that God didn't remain silent by seeing that, by seeing the humankind losing themselves and enter into the history. First, by creating a people, and then from this people, entering himself in history, in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He lived a perfect life. He taught the disciples how to be a real community. And because of that, by being perfect, and by perfectly following what God intended for him, he achieved something that was impossible for us, which was to please God. And then he was in a position in which he could say, well, I did everything right. I can return to heaven. But he decided to surrender his life, his life for us. And he's the one who connects us again with God. What proved that God accepted that? That he, he was able to provide us forgiveness of sin? That he resurrected. And he forms now this new group of people called the church. To be a community that lives not because they're good. They understand they're not. But because they trust him to be good. And because of that, it is possible for a number of different people from a diverse group to join together in a church and walk together and grow together and be able to actually live what God intended, which is love. The love of God by sending Jesus forms a love community. The love of God that enters the world to change the world with this amazing action, which is to lay down Jesus' life to promote forgiveness and life, it's what found the church. It's the foundation of the church. And that's why the church is called to love. A church which is guided by the Holy Spirit is a church that is full of love. And by that, I mean a number of things. We are called to be a loving church. I would like to bring a quote from uh, Mr. Parker, one of the former teachers of Regent College, uh, about love, in which he says, New Testament Christianity is essentially a response to the revelation of the Creator as a God of love. God is a tripersonal being who so loves ungodly humans that the Father has given the Son. The Son has given his life 
and Father and Son together now give the Spirit to save sinners from unimaginable misery and to lead them into unimaginable glory. Believing in and being overwhelmed by this amazing reality of divine love generates and sustains the love to God and neighbor that Christ's two great commandments require. Our love is to express our gratitude for God's gracious love to us and to be modeled on it. It's the love of God making this amazing action to save humans that calls us to be a loving community, a loving church. The church which is filled with God's love is a church that makes the difference. So you might think, wow, this is amazing. But you don't know my experience with church. Or maybe you're here for the first time and you're like, hmm, I'm considering church, but I have against the church this and this and this and that. Let me tell you, the church of God is a church made of humans. It has problems, unfortunately, because that's who we are. But God has joined us together in his love to learn how the Holy Spirit will work in us and through us to overcome all those problems. Being in the church, being part of the church is an opportunity to learn to love God, but to learn to love others. And I know it's not easy to learn to love others because people make mistakes. People fail. But there's something bigger than mistakes. Big and bigger than failure. There's the love that flows from God which brings real life, which brings real connection. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there's no toleration for mistakes. There's no space for failure. And because of that, there's no space for human flourishing, human growth. But the church is the place in which we not only find other people like us, but we find people who are willing to walk towards God's love and people who are willing to learn how to forgive and how to grow. Yes, sometimes we encounter hypocrisy in the church, but we also encounter it out of the church. The call of the gospel is repent. Repent. If your life does not match what you believe, 
repent. Yes, sometimes we encounter conflict in the church. Sometimes uh, one group wants the church to be like this, another group wants the church to be like that. Sometimes a group of people like music more like this, sometimes likes music more like that. I like a, someone that, who preaches like this. I like someone who preaches like that. Yes, there is conflict. But there's also conflict out there. You just need to open your newspaper and check politics and you see it. But what do we have inside the church? Opportunity to learn and to grow in God's love. Opportunity to learn how to love better. How to grow in love. So we are called to learn how the apostles lived the church. I imagine that this first group of 3,000 people, and then more, after a while, more 5,000 people were added to this group, wasn't a very easy group to lead. A lot of diversity. A lot of different ways of seeing the world. But if we see how they carried this task, it's amazing to see that one of the things that they made common in their life was to be together. Being together. Another one, to trust God. By prayer. They learned with Jesus. They were doing themselves. Trusting God. And another one was to invest. To invest in the growth of the church. Some of them, even with their personal, um, personal belongings, they used to sell their properties and take care of the, the ones in need. Uh, maybe we live in a world that there's no uh, such deep need inside of the church. We live in a fairly good neighborhood. Uh, but even still, this is a call to aid the ones that need help. Uh, as I said uh, before, this might be the first time that you're in the church. Uh, and then you can see a little bit of how it works, the service. Um, you got a good explanation of how the board works. <laughs> uh, this is good. There is accountability. This is very needed this time. And there's also leadership. Your call to be part of a group of people that is not perfect. I don't know all of you, but I know, I know this is a group of people that has its own uh, tough times. It's been, it's been through a lot. But it's a group of people who trust God. 
It's a group of people who is willing to learn to love. It's willing to learn how to be a follower of Christ in real life. And you are called to be part of this group. Don't lose this opportunity to connect and to be part of this church. But maybe, as I said, you are here for a long time. And as, as I was watching my soccer team, you might be sometimes not feeling good about something that you wished that was doing well. This is a call from God for you to return to the, what is the most important thing, which is to learn how to love, to learn how to forgive, to learn how to invest, to learn how to trust God. Maybe you've been here for a long time and you're thriving. You're, you're living the best moment of your life. You're really happy because you're experience, experiencing the love of God in your life. Keep with the good work. Keep praying. Keep investing. This is an amazing thing that you are called to do. And maybe the first and most important vocation of your life. I wish to see a world in which all people learn how to love. And I'm pretty sure there's only way for this to happen, which is people being part of the church, trusting God, and being open to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. And this is a process, but it's really good to be part of it. God bless you. I want to see this church thriving. It's really nice for me to be here. Uh, it's, I think, the third time. And whenever I come here, I remember God is working in this neighborhood. God is working in this city. And it's been a long, long time that this church has been here. But it's full of life. Full of God's love. And it's called to trust his presence will guide you. So I hope uh, to be able to join you more times in worship. doesn't need to be always as uh, invited speaker, but to see this love flourishing in your life. Amen.